pray that you would help me to communicate clearly to your people today what you want to say. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to the church? Uh, let us hear you and, and let us make the, the kinds of adjustments that we need to make. And we pray all this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So, the last message in this series, what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church, I think is this, O you of little faith. O you of little faith. Um, now, everybody knows, if you, you recognize that, if you read the scriptures, uh, it's something that Jesus said. Uh, Jesus didn't say it quite as often as I thought he said it. I actually looked that up, and it's only about uh, four or five times in all the scriptures where he said, O you of little faith. And, you know, the thing about when Jesus said that, um, there, there, there's a, you know, a couple of times where it's a bit, sounds a bit chastising, but I always kind of imagine as well, Jesus saying it, um, not tongue in cheek, because that means he doesn't mean it. Uh, he meant it, but I, I sometimes imagine Jesus saying it more playfully than scolding. You know, so sometimes it's a real challenge, uh, but sometimes it's, it's a bit playful, um, but it, it's designed to make us squirm nonetheless. Uh, so let's, let's not mistake it. When he says, oh, you of little faith, it wasn't like, hey, way to go, people of little faith. It wasn't an encouragement. It was a challenge. But I think sometimes it was... Uh, a bit of a playful as well as a serious challenge from Jesus. And I want to read two places, uh, two of the big places where it occurs. One is the Sermon on the Mount in uh, Matthew. Uh, the other is the Sermon on the Plain uh, from uh, Luke chapter 12. Uh, two very similar sermons, but very different sermons. Uh, but um, uh, Jesus gave these on two different occasions, uh, but he preached similar messages uh, out of both of those sermons. Uh, and then I'm going to take another place from Matthew. So first I'm going to read from Luke chapter 12, uh, which was the sermon Jesus gave on the plain, uh, and then in uh, Matthew chapter 8. And Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on, nor about your president, who will be elected. Okay, he didn't say that, but uh, it kind of applies. Uh, for life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. Uh, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. And of how much more value are you than birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his life, this span of life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, in other words, you, your anxiety doesn't add a minute to your life. So if you're not able to do something as small as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, 
How much more will he clothe you? Here it is. Get ready for it. O you of little faith. And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And then to the second one, this is in Matthew chapter 8, when they're going over to the garrison demoniac or coming back, I can't remember which one, Um, and uh, they're on the boat. I talked about the boat back in September. It's going to come back here today. And when Jesus got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, O Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Here it is, O you of little faith. Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this that even winds and sea obey him? May God bless to us these readings from his holy word. So in both of these passages, Jesus kind of scolds, gently scolds, I believe, the disciples and said, you know, oh, you have little faith. Uh, And the idea is that they were people who had just a little tiny bit of faith, a small amount of faith. They didn't have great faith. They had little faith. Uh, And also, uh, the challenge here is that if they just knew God better, or if they just knew Jesus better, their faith would grow. Now, if you've been here at City Temple, anytime that I preached Uh, a message about faith, I always give you this definition of faith in one way, shape, or form. Faith is choosing to trust and act, often beyond your natural abilities, based on a true knowledge of God and God's word, a God and God's ways, founded in God's word, through a relationship with God, through Jesus, God the Father, through Jesus Christ the Son, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me, I just messed that up mangled that terribly. So faith is choosing to trust and act, often beyond your your natural ability, uh, based on a true knowledge of God and God's ways, founded in a relationship with God through the Father, through Jesus Christ the Son, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. So faith is about knowing God, trusting God, and acting accordingly. That's what faith is all about. It's a choice we make, although it is also a gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, and it is something that God gives us so that we believe, so that we become Christians, but it's also something that we apply every single day. Uh, And so when Jesus says, Oh, you a little faith, you know, what he is saying here is that, you know, you don't have a whole lot of trust. You're not acting uh, on this basis. 
You don't really know, truly know who God is. And so let me tell you about it because the, the idea of faith is that the more you know God and the more your knowledge of God is accurate, and that's the big thing. That's why it's founded in the Bible. The more you know God and the more your knowledge of God is accurate, it's not the God you've made up in your mind, but the true, one true living God, the sovereign Lord of the universe, the more you know him, the more faith you should have to trust him and to follow him. Now, in this first passage here, uh, faith is the antidote for anxiety. Notice what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, why are you too much concerned about what you will eat or drink? It's interesting, the, the word anxiety in the Bible is the same word as we'd say concern. I'm concerned about you. Uh, the difference between concern, being concerned, and being anxious is the degree to which you are concerned. Uh, in other words, if you're too concerned about something, uh, if your concern about something is not really based in faith, it's not based in reality, then that concern is identified as anxiety. If you know that uh, uh, you have a meteorite that's going to fall on your house tomorrow, uh, and you know that for certain, that it's going, you'll, you'll have a normal concern about that meteorite falling on your house, and you'll be concerned whether or not it will kill you, and so you'll leave the house until it falls. And then once it falls, you've acted, see, out of your concern. And that's a legitimate concern. If there's a real object there, uh, if there's a real issue there, uh, but when you get too concerned, or you focus too much on your concern, uh, or all of a sudden your concerns get blown out of proportion, then that becomes what the Bible here is calling anxiety. And Jesus says here, don't be too concerned about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. Don't be too concerned about where you're living. Don't be too concerned about the normal issues of life. Now, why not? Because look at what God does. Get to know God. See how God treats birds. See how God treats the lilies of the field. Uh, see how God uh, treats uh, the ravens. See how God treats all these creatures here and note that God takes care of them. And if God's going to take care of birds and God's going to take care of plants, then certainly God is going to take care of you. So you need more faith. You need more faith. Uh, because faith, then, is the antidote for anxiety. Faith is what helps us to resolve anxiety. I was feeling that this week. Um, one of the things that I, I've hinted at a little bit, uh, and I'm going to find out more information tomorrow, but uh, it sounds like our building project is going to be delayed yet again, uh, primarily because of this COVID. Uh, and boy, I tell you, uh, yesterday I was just feeling really intense and upset. And part of that's because I'm really concerned about people who live in the building, you know, and what they're going to do and the church and, uh, and, and how we'll make it through the extended time and all the different things that are going to happen. Uh, you know, and what I began to happen is I began to focus too much on the circumstances. I was little faith a man of little faith. And, and I struggled with that all day yesterday 
Uh, it was a big wrestling match. There were other things going on. I was working on the message for Sunday, and it was it was like giving birth real hard. Uh, and so just a challenge and a struggle, and the temptation was to let anxiety get up there. And, you know, and I just had to go back and say, wait, you know, what is God doing? How is God taking care of us? You know, it's nothing surprises God. COVID didn't surprise God. This situation doesn't surprise God. We know God. We know God wants to take care of us. We know God has a promise and a future and a hope for City Temple. And so it's like, Rod, you need faith. And so I had to choose to trust God and then to act by, one, you know, renouncing my sin, the sinful aspects of my anxiety of uh, repenting of my self-centeredness and, you know, any, any other kinds of things like that. And then say, you know, no matter what, I'm going after God's kingdom. And that's where all this connects. You know, so you choose to trust God because you know God. And the, the evidence that you're choosing to trust God is that you go after his kingdom. And so you pursue his kingdom with the promise that God's going to add everything else. And you know, uh, more than 30 years now of pursuing God's kingdom, uh, he's proved himself time after time after time. Uh, we've gone through some very desperate situations, some very difficult situations, and the Lord has taken us through every single one of them. And so it's not like God's going to take us through all of the stuff he's taken us through just to let us die. Not going to happen. Uh, so, we need to, to have faith because faith is the antidote for anxiety. So we choose to trust and act because we know God. And we're trusting God and we act by pursuing his kingdom, his rulership, his righteousness, his justice in the world around us. And that's what Jesus is saying here. Oh, you of little faith. And it's the same context in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, same kind of thing. Now, this, the second thing is also relevant to us, uh, and that's when the disciples got into the boat. And I, I mentioned this back in September as part of a prophetic word at that time. And it came up here again. And so it's, it's key to understand this. And we often miss the first part of this passage. When Jesus got into the boat... His disciples followed him. Now, this is a key thing about faith. When Jesus got into the boat, the disciples were following him. And they followed him into the boat. We need to make sure if we are going to be people of big faith, of mega faith, of great faith, we need to make sure that we are following Jesus. And Jesus will lead us into the boat. Uh, if you have a dream, by the way, uh, about a vessel like a boat or a plane, uh, it usually meant, talks about your life or your ministry in some way, shape, or form. Uh, this is not a dream. I'm not going to allegorize uh, this text. It really happened like this. Um, so the disciples follow Jesus into the boat. And notice what happens. The boat gets caught in a storm. The boat's in a storm. It's, tossed, it's being tossed and turned. And Jesus is asleep. 
Now, there are a lot of times in our lives where we're following Jesus, we get into the boat where we feel like Jesus has told us to get into, and we get into a storm. I know that happened metaphorically here at City Temple. It's happened in every church that I've been a part of, where, you know, I followed Jesus into the church, and then we had a storm. And actually, here at City Temple, we've been here almost 20 years, and and we've had multiple storms, you know, the one we're in right now with the building redevelopment, it's actually a small storm. We've been in hurricanes before. Uh, so that really we should have even more faith because we've been through the storm many times. The boat has been swamped many times. We felt like we were sinking many times. And even right now, many people in our world feel the same way. They feel like the, the boat is being swamped. The storm's going on all around them. They're going to sink But the question is, have you followed Jesus into the boat? Are you following Jesus in your life? And if you're following Jesus, if you follow Jesus into the boat, into the present situation that you found yourself, you're following Jesus and there are storms that come up, then remember Jesus is in the boat. And remember who Jesus is. He's the Son of God. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, part of the Trinity. This is Jesus. He's our Lord. He's our God. He is the one who has power over all creation because through Him, all creation came into being. He was part of that creation. This is Jesus. And this is the one we're in the boat with So when the storm is coming, believe in Jesus who is in the boat with you because the Jesus who's in the boat with you is not going to let you drown. And that's why Jesus said when they woke him up, they said, Jesus, we're dying, we're dying, we're dying. When they should have had confidence, wait, hey, Jesus is in this boat. Well, storm, stop. Jesus is in the boat. We're not going to sink. We're not going to die because Jesus is in the boat. And that's why Jesus said, oh, gosh, come on. Oh, you of little faith. And then he rebuked the wind and the waves. And they're like, oh, gosh, who's this guy? That's their problem. They weren't really paying attention to who Jesus was. They weren't paying attention to his miracles. They weren't paying attention to everything that he'd done. And so Jesus says, oh, you of little faith. Another time, which I I won't talk about as much, was when they, they got into the boat. At, it's, it's, it's a boat thing, you know. They get on the other side uh, after the feeding of the 5,000. And Jesus says, beware the leaven of the Sadducees and Pharisees. And they're saying, oh gosh, we forgot to bring bread. What's the deal? Now they've just seen Jesus feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. I would think after, I would hope to God that after I saw that, I would say, okay, I don't think I have to worry about being hungry again. In fact, I'd be tempted to be saying, Jesus, you know that bread? Could we do a little pizza? Maybe a little cheese bread. That would be kind of nice. So, uh, and then he says, oh, you have little faith. So we need to understand we have faith because Jesus is in the boat with us. We have faith because we know that God really does care for us. 
And because we know that Jesus is in the boat with us and that God really does care for us, we can then act on that basis to resist anxiety. You'll always deal with anxiety. Nobody is 100% anxiety free. Sorry about that. Nobody is 100% anxiety free unless you're dead. Uh, Then it's pretty, you don't have any more anxiety there. But there's one other reason why we have faith. And this is what we learn when Jesus says something else. He says, you know, if you have faith like the grain of mustard seed, (coughs) excuse me, Apologies there. Got something down my throat. If you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be moved, and it'll be thrown into the heart of the sea. God can do a lot with a little faith. Start where you are. The little faith that you have. And remember, God can do a lot with your little faith. So we have faith because God does a lot with a little. We have faith because Jesus is in the boat. We have faith because we know we have a loving God, Heavenly Father, who really does care for us. And because we have faith, we can step out in that faith without waiting until we have mega faith, without waiting until we're confident, we know that we know that we know that we know, and then we step out. We step out with the little faith we have and watch God grow it and multiply it and do amazing things in and through our lives. Oh, you of little faith, trust your Heavenly Father because He loves you. Trust your Lord and Savior, Jesus, because he's in the boat with you. Trust the Holy Spirit, because he can do a lot with the little you have. Father God, we love you and praise you and worship you this night. And I pray, Lord, that you'd multiply our faith. I mean, we're all dealing with different levels of anxiety, from what's happening with the U.S. elections to what's happening here in the U.K. with the new a month-long lockdown that we've just entered into, and the COVID uh, problem around the world, and all the other things that are going on. And we just come to you tonight in faith, trusting you and acting on that trust. Use us tonight, Lord, as we pray to advance your kingdom. Give us insight, give us encouragement, give us challenge, all in the power of your Holy Spirit. And remind us of the precious things you've spoken over us. For we love you and praise you and worship you. And we do all this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.